Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. If you had just received a letter from a local law firm telling you that an uncle in England had died and left you a thousand pounds sterling, I'll bet you'd read the letter twice to make sure you weren't dreaming. Maybe you'd even have your wife read it too, like Mr. McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly. Read it again, Molly. Read that last part again. I'm glad to, dearie. This is the first letter you've ever gotten from a lawyer that didn't start out. You are hereby summoned to appear. <laughs> Go on, read it again. Read that beautiful prose. Well, it says, as one of the legatees in the will of your late uncle, Colonel Sir Chutney McGee of Bristol, England, you... Yeah, just read the last part. I skip Uncle Chutney, you know. Read the part about the dough again. Well, it says, you have been willed 1,000 pounds sterling... Which... That's it. That's the part. Which will be delivered to you by bonded messenger this afternoon. Wow. Heavenly days, that's $4,000, McGee. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Four Gs. Ah, dear old Uncle Chutney. I wish I'd known him better. In fact, I wish I'd known him at all. He lived in England all my life. Isn't he the one we read about a few years ago, dearie? When he was knighted or benighted or something? Yeah, that's him. He got so many knighthoods and stuff, he had calluses on his shoulders from being hit with the flat of a sword. <laughs> ah, dear old Uncle Chut. My favorite uncle. When did he become your favorite uncle? The minute I read this letter. Four thousand bucks. Boy, he must have... He... I wonder if I inherit his title, too. His what? His title. Maybe he left me his title. They hand those things down, too, you know. Oh, not down this far, surely. Well, I'll ask that lawyer when he gets here this afternoon. Gee whiz, wouldn't that be something? I might even have to go to England to get my knighthood. Sir Fibber McGee. <laughs> How's that sound, kiddo? Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's... Oh, hey, I got it. Sir Quentin Fownsby McGee the third. That's it. Yeah. Oh dear. Look, sweetheart. I said by Jove, old girl, that's a jolly fine title. What? <laughs> Sir Quentin Fownsby McGee the third. That's a bit of all right, don't you know? Nothing really. Hey, what? For an old Peoria boy. <laughs> my dear. Won't you treat one's rules firmly but decently, you know? I do wish the blighter would use the tradesman's entrance for her. Oh. Come in. Good morning, Ollie. Come in. Good morning, Mrs. Hello, McGee. I say, my good fellow, it's quite nice you popping in like this. Whipping, really. I'd ask you to sit down, but one simply doesn't with tradesmen, you know. <laughs> Tradition, you understand? Right ho. That, that's strong, Nessus. Well, he just got word that he's been mentioned in his uncle's will, Ollie. His English uncle left him something. Quite. Better get even, is that in the woods? My boy Lars has got him too, Mrs. Adnoids? No, oh, Uncle's in England. I got in England myself before I come to this one, Mr. <laughs> well, very interesting. But I'm 
get busy at the mole, may have to pop off to jolly old London for a fortnight. The estate, you know, may have to pop off any time. Yeah, old Miss Popping off. <laughs> you don't have to pop off for me, McGee. At the Alps, I'm the janitor for wages. But here, I'm just donating my time. <laughs> Go to England, Ollie, although I doubt it myself. Did you say you used to live in England? Sure, I worked in London for a long time, missus. I make good living working on the piers. On the piers, eh? Were you a freight handler? No, I'd do massage for House of Lords. Oh. All my customers was piers. Well, you might just pass the word along to the club, my good man. Tell them I may be detained in England for a fortnight. <laughs> may decide to run over to Scotland for the grouse shoot. Sure, I tell them. If you get back from the grouse shoot, you come to the barbershop Saturday night, McGee, and they have a crap shoot. <laughs> Quaint sort of chap, don't you know? Rather an odd fellow for an elk. <laughs> for goodness sakes, Jerry, relax. You don't have to impress me. I'm already impressed with that $4,000. Or I will be when I see it. Hey, wouldn't it be terrific, though, if I didn't hear the title, Molly? Turn out to be a knight or something? Sir Quentin Fowlsby McGee the Third, Knight of the Bath? <laughs> Night. Huh? <laughs> Did you fix the handle on the shower? It drips all the time in our water bill. Oh, hey, here comes Wimp. Wait till I tell him about Uncle Chutton leaving me. Oh, come in. Oh, hello there, Mr. Wimple. Hi, Wimp. Hello, folks. <laughs> My gracious, I saw the most exciting thing this morning. I was in the reading my big book, and guess what? Well, that's interesting, but I just got word my rich uncle died in England. Yes, sir. I heard the strange noise, and I looked into a clump of elderberries, and there it was. Uncle Chutney. Rich uncle. Died. Just imagine. A beak like an eagle, wings like a hummingbird, and feet like a duck. Heavenly days. What kind of a bird was that? It was three birds. An eagle, a hummingbird, and a duck. <laughs> With you, Mr. McGee. Me? Oh, 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 nothing. Nothing at all. At least nothing exciting like your news. We did hear today that Mr. McGee's uncle died in England and left us $4,000, Mr. Wimple. Yeah. Oh, my. Wasn't that thoughtful of him? I had an uncle who died once. Once is usual enough. Did he leave much dough, Wimp? Well, he left all he had, of course. Doesn't everybody? <laughs> I think it was. The only thing that bothers me about Uncle Chutney's will, Wimp, I may have inherited his title, too. I may have to go to England to get knighted or something. Oh, that's wonderful, Mr. McGee. How will you go? Fly? <laughs> well, if he goes, he'll take a boat, Mr. Wimple. Although, personally... Yep, I'll take a boat to Little, Wimp, and then I'll... A boat to play? Little. L-I-V-E-R-P-O-O-L. Little. <laughs> English pronunciation, you know. And then a train to Sampton, maybe. Uh, uh, Sampton? S-O-U-T-H-H-A-M-P-T-O-N. 
Gentlemen. Yes. And then a tram to London. Oh. I see. said about it, too. You know, dear, you never told me you had noble relatives in England. Oh, I got lots of them. I ever tell you about the Marquis McGee? No, but Marquis is quite a nice title. Well, this guy ain't a nobleman. He's just a ham actor. Oh? They call him the Marquis because he hangs out in front of theaters. <laughs> All lit up. Another relative of mine. Visitors, your lordship, are we receiving today? Probably just one of my tenants, or maybe the vicar. Ask him in. Do. Good of you all, beggar. Come in. Oh, it's his honor, the mayor, McGee. Do come in, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, Molly. Hello, McGee. Hi, Latrive. Have you heard the good news? What good news? I may go to England to live. Well, that really is good news, McGee. <laughs> so we'll miss Molly. Well, thanks. Huh? He just inherited some money from a relative in England, Mr. Mayor. Colonel Sir Chutney McGee. My uncle. I'll probably be Sir Quentin Follinsby McGee III, Latrive. Don't know yet whether I inherit the title or not. Well, you'll probably meet some of my people over there, McGee. Mm -hmm. My great-uncle is Sir Hector Latrivia, Count of Fourteen. Count of Fourteen? What a strange title. Yes. Yes, they call him the Long Count. <laughs> Great sportsman. Rides to the hound. Oh, fine sport, hound riding. <laughs> you ride horses and you hop fun. Well... Hunting is what I was referring to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you ever do any fox hunting, the trivia? Yes, yes, just last night, in fact. Oh? Fox hunting at night? Where, for goodness sakes? At the country club dance. Miss Tremaine couldn't find her silver fox, and Dr. Gamble and I hunted all over the club for it. <laughs> Where was it? At the Bon Ton in storage. Minded at times, I find. Oh, she seems awfully sweet, though, Mr. Mayor. Where is she from, incidentally? Peter comes from an old Southern family, one of the FFDs. One of the what, Matrip? FFDs, first families of Virginia. How interesting. Oh, that's nothing. I'm an old FLOP myself. <laughs> Of it all over town for a quarter of peace. 
like Indian kid. Oh, I think so. And I'd like to stop over in Paris on our way. Yeah? You can't expect Lady McGee to attend the cinema in her old dotted Swiss. <laughs> Besides, I've been reading a lot about this new plunging neckline, and I'd like... Plunging neckline? What's so new about that? My cousin Jake McGee had one of them in 1903 out in Utah. Jake? Had a plunging neckline? Yeah. He got hung for horse larceny. <laughs> of interesting relatives, old girl, but the British branch is really top hole. Up and shut me through. Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Good day, lad. Sporting of you to drop in. Won't be seeing much of you now, you know. Been jolly nice knowing you, though. Chin up and all that. Pip, pip. Top hole. Rather. <laughs> Today, Molly, Arthur Treacher. <laughs> Mr. Wilcox, you are maybe gazing at the new Sir Quentin Follinsby McGee the Third. Gee, should I put on my sunglasses? Just inherited part of Uncle Sir Chutney's estate, old chap. May have to go to England to assume my title. I say, old chap, we do hope you can drop in at the castle one day, old chap. Look, uh, your lordship. Eh? Suppose we all drop our monocles and act like just plain old middle-class, middle-western, low-income, red-flannel Yankees. Jerry? Ah, oh, that's funny, Molly. Besides, I've seen him do better English down at the Elks on a pool ball. <laughs> but hey, look, pal, if you do take over your uncle's estate, remember something, will you? What was that, Jimmy? Well... <laughs> When you're walking the halls of your ancestral castle and notice the scuffed and worn linoleum in the scullery, tell your butler to tell the footman to tell the charwomen to give it the Johnson's low-coat treatment, will you? Oh, a jolly good idea. Yes, Junior. Carry on. Because uh, even even if you're to the manner born, the manner in which Johnson's self-polishing low-coat with a new glow can restore brilliance and beauty to worn and dreary linoleum with almost no effort is really noble. But really, old chap, discussing this with a tradesman... Just think, pal, with local protecting, preserving, and beautifying the floors of your castle, you can give your friends a royal welcome. Yes, but what has that got to do with us? You know... You know the old saying around Racine, oh. rags are royal raiment when worn for virtue's sake, but there's no excuse for dingy floors with the glow coat that we make. <laughs> and if I may hey, go hey, so hey, far, hey, hey, something hey, else look. I wonder. Waxy. Yeah. <laughs> you said, Mr. Wilcox, if and when we move into the old McGee Chateau, every dungeon in the joint will be full of Johnson's products. <laughs> Thank you, Molly. And pal, if you ever get over around Buckingham Palace, look up my cousin, Big Bridal Path Wilcox. Big Bridal Path Wilcox, eh? In charge of the Royal Horses, Junior? No, no. When they have a wedding in the garden, he mows the lawn. Mm. Good day, night. Four thousand bucks in the title from an uncle I never even seen, Colonel Sir Chutney McGee. Bless his old oatmeal. Bless his what? Oatmeal. Oh, that's how he made all his dough. Oh. Yeah, he was the oatmeal king of Great Britain. What? Yeah, he discovered a way to make synthetic oatmeal out of peat moss. <laughs> After the oatmeal was drained off, the liquid 
that was left smelled like old tweed, so he dipped suits in it and sold them to American tourists. Well, that I believe. You had a $14 suit once that smelled like burnt oatmeal. <laughs> Hold the port, dearie. I'm going upstairs and sort the laundry. Oh, okay, Tootsie Baby. Ah, oh, there goes a good kid. And what an addition to British nobility. I can just see her at a reception at the French Embassy, talking Swedish to the Hungarian ambassador, and nobody knows what anybody else is saying because... Come in. Hi, mister. Huh? Oh, hi, Tina. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I was... You are? Yeah. <laughs> On account of I may not be seeing you much more, I might move to England. Oh, gee. Ding on. Mm-hmm. My daddy spent the whole war in England, mister. He was a lieutenant commander with an army. The lieutenant commander belongs in the Navy, sis. Sure. <laughs> Boy, was he ever lost. <laughs>
Dr. Gamble, McGee. Hello, Doctor. Hello, my dear, and good day to you, Bucklewart. Look, Tonsil Snatcher, you might do well to use a little respect after this when you're talking to one of your peers. You? Ha! You'll do more like a breakwater than a peer, my boy. For your information, Fatso, you're looking at one of the heirs to the fortune of my late great-uncle, Colonel Sir Chutney McGee of England. Colonel Sir Watney McCool? Sir Chutney McGee, doctor, himself Sir's uncle. Died in England and left him a thousand pounds sterling. Yeah. Being sent to us this afternoon. And that ain't all, Doctor. I may have inherited his titles, too. You didn't know I had blue blood, did you, boy? No, I didn't. I always thought it was yellow. <laughs> Judging from the way you cringed the last time I took a fish hook out of your ear. Yeah, well, you may be talking to the future Sir Quentin Palmsby McGee, the third. Knight of the Bath, Knight of the British Empire, Order of the Garter, KVE, PhD, PDQ, and... And BC. Bong, bong, bong. I suffer just as much as you do. I don't think he meant that, Mickey. Uh, who knows what he means? He'll sing a different tune when I go over there and get knighted. When I come back here with my knighthood on. Personally, McGee, I don't think just being knighted is enough for you, my boy. I'd like to see you crowned. Someday I'm going to do it myself. Thank you, Doctor. Well, I show the society crowd in this town where I, when I come back here as a knight. When I walk into them formal dances at the country club in my iron pants with the stainless steel coat and my valet walking behind me carrying my helmet. Oh, no, McGee, no. Knights don't wear armor anymore. They don't? My gosh, I thought, well, look, Sir Quentin, I can't take any more of this. Huh? As the picnicker said when the grasshopper jumped into the potato salad, this simply isn't cricket. <laughs> Was English. If he plays cricket, he say that guy ought to be here pretty soon with the door, wasn't he, Molly? With the door. Well, the letter just said this afternoon, and I haven't been out of your sight from the doorbell since we got it. Four thousand bucks, boy, oh boy! I just want to rub my hands through that long green stuff. Here he comes. This is it, kiddo. Come in. Oh, Mister McGee. Right, you are, my good man. You. uh... You brought my legacy? Sign here, Max. Sign the receipt first. Right hold. You brought the, uh, the, the inheritance? The thousand pounds. Sterling. Right out here, lady. Uh, you must know somebody in the oatmeal business, Max. Yes, uh, huh? Well, it's all yours now, Max. Huh? A thousand pounds of sterling brand oatmeal. <laughs> I'll uh, dump it in the backyard, Mac. <laughs> hey, Molly. Hey, Molly, where are you going? To the grocery. Huh? We'll need 200 pounds of sugar in the tank car of cream. Grueling experience. like an oatmeal breakfast for us every day for many years. Mm -hmm. You don't seem surprised. Heavenly days, you even seem happy about it. I am, because now I know what that gypsy fortune teller meant at the Oaks Carnival last fall. What did she say? She said that before summer, you and I would have a long-term connection with a morning cereal. Actually, I never meant it. 